0: podcasting from hartford you're listening to the connecticut scoreboard podcast your place for all things connecticut sports and here is your host jared cutler joining me today excited to have a fellow podcaster on the podcast with me it's it's matt edwards he's of the dream season pod uh the the latest pod to get you through the yukon offseason matt welcome to the podcast here thanks jared appreciate you having me so i i I love what you're doing and and want to dive into so many different things here but but to start take us through how you came up with the idea to dive into the dream season i know there are just so many different areas of yukon basketball if you wanted to take a deep dive into them, you could. How did you decide to start with the dream season here? So to
1: go back a little bit, I was a junior in high school during that year. And um, I had been a fan for, oh, probably eight, nine years before that. I remember my father bringing me to a game early in the 80s when, you know, early in the Perno era and the Big East era and the the struggles. But I, I loved it. And I, you know, I just I was at the. So at the Virginia Commonwealth game in 88 and the NIT run, a bunch of, you know, so I was a big fan and that yeah. season just, the dream season was always my favorite. I was so wrapped up in it. And then fast forward a bit to your podcast, in January of 2021, you had Rod Sellers on. Yeah. And I remember going on a long walk and listening <laughs> to it and just started thinking about that year and how much more that year was than just Tate's shot against Clemson and, and Leitner's shot. And yeah. I said... I wish somebody would really take a deep dive at this. And then I, I was on a long walk. It was like five miles out, and I had a lot of time to think. And lo and behold, I said, why not? I'll do it. So I get I into some more. I reached out to – I was friends with uh, Bob Usler. I used to work for the Connecticut Sun. Okay. So I know he was the radio guy that year. Yeah. And uh, we bonded over – we're both Mets fans. So I reached out to him, and he put me in touch with Wayne Norman. I had a buddy that knew Rod and put me in touch with him, and off I went.
0: it's it's a great idea and you know for you you know coming of age with that season I I think just shows how how special this topic is to you as you started to to put the podcast together and started doing interviews what were some of the big items that stood out to you as you know what led to the success of that UConn team
1: chemistry I think Calhoun and chemistry so obviously Jim is the master and he's the greatest of all time for a reason and uh that was the first year that he had all his players. You know, Tate still and Tate and Steve were perno recruits, but they had played only for Calhoun. And he had built his team around athletes, and that's what he wanted. And he finally had a, a stable of them. And then you throw in Adolf Hannefeld who shows up at the last minute. And <laughs> yeah, it's just like the perfect mix of the right guys. There weren't any big egos, no superstars, and they just gelled. They were just, they were just a joy to watch.
0: I know in, in one of the more recent episodes, you talk about coach Calhoun and him you know becoming the UConn coach in those early seasons what do you you think what was your sense of just what UConn was like at that time because listening to it it just seems like so different compared to what you think of UConn now and just seeing how far it's come since those early days when Calhoun was there
1: it has come that's why that that season is so special and the NIT season as well I mean they were his first year was was rough i mean they were 9 and 19 they just they didn't have enough bodies they were just they were recruiting walk-ons just to come and practice and to play even i mean they they had soccer players on the team and it was just you know nobody had expectations at all um again before right at the end of the perno era there were legislatures that wanted to get yukon out of the big east and why are we doing this we're not going to be able to succeed and then calhoun came and changed everything
0: when you look at Calhoun and, and you mentioned the chemistry. Who do you think were, you know, was the key guy that really held that team together and really got things going in the Calhoun era when you talk about those players that he recruited and you know this team being really the first team that was made up of his recruits?
1: I think Tate and Steve were the the key cogs. The uh, 88-89 season was a disappointment coming off of the NIT win. They were expected to go to the NCAA tournament that year where they had Cliff back and, and Phil Gamble were back and Chris Smith was a freshman and they had high expectations and they struggled. And, you know, a lot of that was relying on Cliff. He was the focal point of the offense. And then that changed when he came out. But Tate and Steve after that season said, we're not going to do this again. And they put a, a great summer program together and rallied the guys together. And I think they were the coach. The, the, Calhoun couldn't be there all the time. And those guys took the reins and, and were the de facto coach when in Calhoun's absence and helped get him on the right track
0: as you went through the process of putting the podcast together you interview so many people i'm curious is there an interview that stood out to you as uh you know as i'm doing this when i'm interviewing i'm like yeah oh, that's a, that i can tell when it's a good interview is there anyone that stood out to you as a there were all interview?
1: they were all great i mean when i set out i wanted to calhoun obviously was a, a target and the dove i really wanted to track down the dove and i did <laughs> and if was just fantastic. Everybody was fantastic. You know, one would lead to another. Everybody yeah. I talked to from Calhoun to Mark, sir, everybody was just awesome. A joy to speak with. And just, I would learn so much and it was, they're all great. They all brought something to the table.
0: And I have to imagine, cause I, I know when I talked to Rod Sellers, it was cool just hearing him talk through his stories and what it was like. What was it like for you getting to hear from these guys firsthand? Because you could tell, you know, when you bring up these topics to these players, it really just sparks. And I think it really takes them back to those days it does and you can they, they have so much pride
1: in it as they should i mean yeah. they
0: you know they set the table for what
1: UConn is now they were a huge part of that building block and they really take pride in it and they love to relive it and you know it's great to be able to give them an outlet for it
0: yeah and i think another thing that's cool is just talking to them now as well you could see that they still follow the program they're still so involved and invested in it it's cool to see the guys who really started things up still carry that through today.
1: They all talk about, like, you know, Mark Slurs in Germany, the Doves in Israel, Jerry Bessling's in, in Finland, and they all keep track of the Huskies. They watch them at all hours of the night, whatever time they're on over there. They all do it. I and mean, it's not just the the guys that are local. It's everybody.
0: When it comes to these oral history... Podcast. I, I know it can always be tricky in putting these together. Take me through what the process has been like for you and, and how you've mapped out this story and broken it out, you know, into each episode.
1: I had an outline initially. I knew I wanted, I knew to tell the story proper of the dream season. You needed to set the table to let people know what it was like before. It wasn't yeah. like it is now. So I had to, I knew I had to spend some time doing that. And then I have a goal of what I'm hoping to do during the season. Um, so I always had an outline of what I wanted to do. The challenge is writing. I don't know how these writers do it because <laughs> I am not a writer, and that is by far the hardest part. And I, what I'm hoping to do and what I think I'm doing is taking the interviews that I have and let that drive the, the yeah. episode. So I take what I have. I know I have the outline for the episode. I go through my transcripts of the, of the interviews, and I pull from that, and then I just kind of work it around there. But it is, that's a chore. It's a chore. I yeah. wish I could get these out sooner, but that's the part that <laughs> takes long. As the editing isn't yeah. so bad, as not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I mean, I had to teach myself, but it's not as bad as the writing.
0: Yeah, no, I and especially <laughs> as you're trying to just tell this story and and weave it in in each episode, I, I can only imagine how, how tricky that could be for someone who, who might not have tuned into the podcast yet. And maybe they haven't heard about it or seen it. Take us through what's been introduced and give us you know a little bit of a not to spoil anything here, but tell them what they've missed so far in these first few episodes.
1: So there's three episodes so far. The first one was a, a broad overview of the history of the UConn bas- men's basketball program from its inception in 1900 through the end of the Don Perno era. So 1985-86 season. And then the second episode was all about the process of Jim Calhoun coming on board and his first season there, first two seasons, and or first season. And then the third episode is the NIT run. So it, just talks about the whole 1987-88 season. And then coming up next, I'm going to introduce the, the cast and the crew of the Dream Season roster. Talk about the 88-89 season a little bit and then go right into 89-90 and introduce everybody to all the players.
0: I, I should ask this when we were talking about the interviews, but as we're looking forward and, and you're going to start to meet some of these the, you know, players in the in the casting crew here, was there anyone you weren't able to get in touch with for an interview the, and, and I that, that you wish you could have? Because I know when I, I'm reaching out to people for interviews, there's always someone I'm always trying to track down, can never seem to get it. How about uh, from your end when you did this?
1: I wanted everybody, and I reached out to everybody. I reached out to Marte Smith, who was a, a redshirt freshman, and I connected with everybody. Rod was great and gave me every everybody's number and I reached out to everybody and he's everybody's gonna want to talk to you. everybody's gonna want to talk to you I didn't not everybody responded so <laughs> there's a lot of holes but I mean that's kind of the reason why I started this process a year ago and yeah. when I didn't get everybody to to reach out to me I was like ah do we really want to do it without everybody and I said you know what I got all this stuff I'm gonna go forward so the answer is yes there's a lot of people I didn't speak with but I think I have enough to hopefully tell a good story
0: yeah what well- as you put out these first few episodes, what's the, the reaction been like? Because I know from my Twitter feed, at least, everyone seems to be loving it. I've
1: had some great feedback. Knock on wood, I haven't heard any negative yet. I'm sure it's out there, but I haven't heard it. Um, but I've had a lot of, you know, I've had a couple emails, um, heard from, you know, Willie McLeod wrote back, said he loved it. I mean, that was great to hear. And so I think, you know, the the response on Twitter and Instagram has been great. And, you know, I hope just people find out. I'm not a self-promoter, so I feel I'm not. I haven't put it on the boneyard yet. I, I mean, that are all so negative there, anyways. That they're tearing it apart, which is fine. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy it's kind of growing, and, and people are finding it on their own. This is going to help. So,
0: hey, g- give it a go on the boneyard. I was <laughs> when I started posting mine there. I, you never know what uh, what you're going to get. If they turned out to be a, a great group, and, uh, no, I know they are. are but supported. yeah, I, I'm going to let that happen organically. I'm not going to put it out there myself. Uh, I, I got to ask. You know, especially as you grew up you know, watching these guys. And I've noticed when I've gotten to, you know, talk to some of the guys that that I really grew up watching in my younger days. What was it like getting to interact with them? Because I I feel like that's one thing I love about doing this podcast is getting to talk to these players, you know, that I grew up watching in the Excel Center and Gamble, and getting to talk to them about those games and hearing their perspective. What's that been like for you? It's really cool. So the
1: a funny story is Jerry. I went to Jim Calhoun's basketball camp his first season. So it was the summer of 1987. So he had just finished the first year. Jerry Beslink was my coach that week. So when I talked to him, we had that that we bonded right over that. That was fantastic. So that was really cool to. And I had met him at one of the reunion games at okay. the Mohegan Sun. Um, but, yeah, when talking to Rod, it was just like, I can't believe I'm talking to the guy that smashed Christian Leighton's <laughs> face into the Silverdome floor. This is fantastic. And,
0: <laughs> and you know about it, it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't
1: talk about it with him. He said we could talk about it later. But, yeah, I didn't talk. I didn't bring that up.
0: <laughs> no. Um No, it, it really is so cool getting to to talk to these guys and hearing from their perspective what it's all been like. Uh I know you've still got some episodes, you know, that, that are to be released. Give everyone a sneak peek of what you've got coming up, uh, and what they need to be on the lookout for.
1: So my, I don't know how long they're going to be. So my goal is to have them like thirty to forty minutes each. So the mm-hmm. next one's going to be again introducing the players and how they all became members of the Huskies at the recruiting process a little bit. And then it's going to break down the season. So we'll start with the Great Alaska Shootout. I don't know how long I can stretch that, but we'll try. And then, you know, some non-conference games, and then we'll talk about if we get into the Big East season. And then, you know, there'll be a whole episode just on the Syracuse-Georgetown week. And then the opening of the will be an episode. The Big East tournament will be an episode. And then probably the Clemson game will be an episode. And then the last game of the season which yeah. will be an episode.
0: In terms of... Uh... You know, just hearing from these guys, I, I feel like everyone has a, a good Jim Calhoun story, whether it was something that happened at practice or in the locker room. What was the, what was your favorite story that, that you were told about Coach Calhoun? I heard
1: it from a couple different ones, and I don't know which game it was. <laughs> um, nobody could tell me exactly which game it was, so I didn't want to include it. But there was he was really upset at halftime, had come in. I'm sure people have heard this before, but he kicked the chalkboard it was one of the big chalkboards in the locker room he kicked it and got his foot stuck in it and so he's standing there yelling at everybody and the coaches and other assistants are trying to help him and he won't have anything to do with it and the players are so deathly afraid that nobody's laughing nobody's just looking at him and he's going nuts with the with the chalkboard stuck his leg right through it until they got back out in the court to do warm-ups before the second half and then they all lost it but I heard that from a couple of different ones.
0: That, that's a good one. What was the toughest part? Did, did you hear from them? Because I always love asking guys about a Calhoun-led practice. And I know you talk a lot about in one of the episodes about the running that he made everyone do. Was that everyone's least favorite part of uh, being at UCF? Yeah, Yeah, it was
1: terrible. And then, you know, there's a, lot, there's a good story about Nadav, his first practice, he overslept. So that was his first introduction. <laughs> he had to do a lot of running that day. Um, but yeah, the, the first practice of the year when they get to guy or gym and they put the paper over the windows and nobody can see in and there's puke buckets everywhere. Yeah. That does not sound like, and I mentioned it, Jerry said, how are the walk-ons doing this? They don't have anything to yeah. play for. They're just out there getting their butts kicked.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, Matt, I, I really appreciate you coming on to talk about this, uh, podcast that you've got talk about the dream season a little bit I, I hope everyone out there is tuning in because it really is some great stuff matt's put in a lot of hard work and it, it's paying off here so matt i'll get you out with this one plug the podcast so everyone knows where they can find it and, and all that good stuff you can find it
1: um i think it's buzzsprout.dreamseasonpod.com if you just go to twitter or instagram it's dream season pod you can just search dream season podcast on apple on itunes apple podcast spotify google podcasts all the places you get your podcast it's out there there's three episodes now and hopefully a lot more not a lot more uh, five or six more to come so hoping hoping to wrap it up uh before the fourth of july
0: perfect i mean it it couldn't come out at a better time it's off season uconn basketball fans are always looking for something so it's uh came out at the perfect time but matt really appreciate you coming on today and, and all the work you're putting in on your podcast it's great thank you Jared. i really appreciate it absolutely thanks for listening to the connecticut scoreboard podcast with jared cutler if you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at ctscoreboardpod, the host at Jared Kotler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.